I'm Trin. I'm one of your pastors here at New Life. And today I want to talk to you about the Bible uh, in a series that I'm calling Bible Hacks. A uh, few of you have gone through a version of this series with me here on campus, but I'm excited to bring it to you today uh, on Facebook and YouTube. I want to talk to you a little bit about how to navigate the Word of God, how to use the Bible. See, we're in a culture where we all have the Bible available to us in so many forms, but a lot of times we're not using it the right way and getting the full benefit of the Word of God. So this is a, a series that I believe is going to help you whether you've been using the Bible for a long time or whether you just got one, uh, whether you're a, a seasoned Bible reader and you're familiar with a lot of the passages and stories or whether this is all new to you uh, because hacks are an interesting thing. So we're going to explore Bible hacks together today and whether you're joining us on Facebook or whether you're joining us on YouTube, I am going to be trying to keep up with the, the comments as they're coming in over here. It's why I've got my laptop in front of me. So if you want to drop uh, questions, comments, things you've got going on, and certainly answers to some of these questions in the comments, I'd love to read them. If I'm not able to see them right away today, then I certainly will check them out after this study today. Would you pray with me as we dive into this study? God, you're so good. And you're such a good father. You give such good gifts to your children. And one of the greatest gifts that you have given to us is the gift of your holy inspired word. Lord, we don't wanna take it lightly. We don't wanna misuse or abuse this beautiful gift that's been given to us. So Father, I ask today that you would open hearts, that you would open minds, and that as we go on this journey together, we would learn even more about how to utilize this sword, this, this weapon, this beautiful gift that you've given us. Father, we know that you said your word will not return void. As the rain comes down from the heavens and it will not return to you without having accomplished its purpose, every word that is used from your holy word will not come into us and return back to you without having accomplished its purpose. So we believe for that today. And God, we ask you to have your way in us as we study together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, for the next few minutes this morning, we're gonna talk about some Bible basics. Um, and I am so excited to be here. Michelle, I see that you're here with me today. I'm excited to be here too. Just trying to flip back and forth and see what we've got going on. Um, but I want to ask you a question, uh, and whether you're watching this live or you're watching it after the fact, I would love to know in the comments on Facebook or YouTube, what is your favorite Bible verse? Most believers, most people that have been walking with Jesus for any amount of time usually have a favorite passage, and sometimes it changes with your season of life. Um, but one of my favorites, it's been one of my very favorites since I was a teenager, is Luke 12:32. It says, do not be afraid, little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. And that, that promise that goes along with choosing not to fear has spoken to me my whole life. So what's your favorite? What, uh, what are some of the verses that have spoken to you over the years or passages? What are the ones that you cling to in times of trouble or the ones that you return to when you're happy and excited? I wanna hear a little more about that. And, and that's, a, that's a part of our testimony uh, because sometimes the verse that you're clinging to might be the one that someone else needs to hear in that moment too. But you're gonna need a couple of tools 
us today. So um, some things that I'd love to, uh, for you to have around, if you don't have them already, maybe scramble to grab them real quick, would be some paper and some pens. Now you can use your device too, but the thing about watching with a device and keeping track on a device is it can get a little messy. So some paper and some pens would be really helpful if you're a little more color coded like me, you might wanna grab some highlighters and then you're gonna need your Bible today. Now, I'm actually using my digital Bible, and it's a, a privilege to be able to have that. So I've got my Bible up here on the screen. Uh, you may prefer your physical, your printed Bible. You may prefer your device. Uh, just know yourself. Know what works best for you. Be really self-evaluative and decide, um, am I using the device because it's easier and I don't really know how to interact with it? Or does it actually give me uh, more utility than the print Bible? But make sure you have your Bible. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people wanna know about Bible versions because we're just kind of talking about the Bible itself today. Uh, a version of the Bible is a translation of the Bible. So the Bible was originally written in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. Um, and so from those original manuscripts, the Bible has been translated into many, many, many languages during many, many different time periods of the world. And a translation of the Bible, whether you're reading the New International Version, uh, the New Living Trans Translation, maybe the Christian Standard Bible, the King James Version, a lot of people grew up with and really appreciate, those were all translated from the original manuscripts of the Bible. And then a paraphrase is most often a reinterpretation of an English text. That means instead of taking the original manuscript, they took an English text like the New International Version and rephrased it. That's a paraphrase. Um, now, there uh, a lot of people ask about like the message. Uh, the message is technically a version. The, the author took, um, the Eugene Peterson took the original manuscripts and he put them into English. What he did was he, it's, it's an idiomatic version. Now I promise, I, I'm a geek, but I promise we're not gonna be geeking out the whole time today. But an idiomatic version means that he used um, slang words. He used words that were more appropriate to culture rather than just standard English. So what it is, is it's a great tool to use alongside other versions. And we're very privileged in the culture that we live in to have the Bible so widely available to us. So the version application on your phone, biblegateway.com, openbible.info, those are all ways of being able to read different versions of the Bible, even put them up side by side together so that we can get a deeper, richer understanding of what the text is actually saying. And as we get into this series, you're gonna hear maybe some other options for understanding the original text. Now stay with me for just a second. Maybe evaluate uh, what what is it that I'm, where do I fall on the studiousness scale? Uh, because I, I'll just tell you, I'm a nerd. I love this stuff. I love uh, color coding and, uh, you know, um, making notes and, and charts. I love a good chart. I love a good graph. Um, so maybe that's not you. That doesn't mean that this isn't for you. Because what you need more than anything else, more than any study tool, more than any resource in the world, no matter where you're at in life, no matter where you're at in your walk with God, what you need is the Bible, is the Word of God. So I'm gonna share a couple scriptures with you right now, and I'll tell you what we're gonna do this week. We're not putting them up on the screen. 
they're not gonna be on your screen and here's why. I would love for you to have the opportunity to find it in your own Bible to find it on your own device. So I'm gonna read it from here and you read it from there and we're gonna do what my Sunday school teachers used to call sword drills, which is where they would make us close our Bible, hands up, lay it down on the table and then they would call out a scripture reference and we would have to go as quickly as we could to see who could get to the reference first. And it was ridiculous. And one time kids wore gloves with uh, textured fingers into my class and we had to have a discussion about cheating. <laughs> but it, it taught me how to use my Bible. It taught me how to navigate my Bible. And I would love for us to practice that together. So look these up in your Bible, but two that I wanna share with you today that are kind of the basis of what we're talking about. The first one is found in 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It's going to be uh, a little near the middle of your New Testament. So toward the last quarter or so of your Bible. And it says this, all scripture, and scripture is the Bible. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17 says, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow, that's so cool. The Bible that you hold in your hands, the, the words that are scrolling across your screen right now, no matter what translation they are, they are God breathed from the heart of the Father, inspired by the Holy Spirit for you the servant of God, to equip you to do every good work that God has laid out for you. And, and it's multifaceted. It's able to teach you. It's able to rebuke you. It's able to correct you. It's able to train you in righteousness. All of it is. Even the verses that are harder to understand, they all have a purpose in your life. Man, isn't it cool? that the God of the universe took time to write a letter to you. Wow. And the other one I wanna share with you this morning and then I'm gonna check out some comments is, is uh, Hebrews chapter four. This is also in your New Testament. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. And I love this, feel this as we read it together. For the word of God, that's the Bible, that's scripture is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrows it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart that means that every time we open our bible every time we read a scripture every time we even see the verse of the day that's posted every day in our facebook feeds uh, from new life church every time we view that scripture we have an opportunity to allow a spiritual experience into our lives to allow it to truly change and work in us we have an opportunity for our lives to change every single time we interact with this text and that's something that no other written word no matter how compelling no matter how entertaining it is no other written word in history can do that the way the scriptures can do that hey let me see what's going on gail i'm so glad that you're here you have some of that marked uh, david is cheating 
statement. <laughs> yeah, you were one of those kids in my Sunday school class. Michelle, I'm so glad that you're here. Some comments coming through on YouTube as well. Thank you for interacting with me this morning or this afternoon. Um, so I want to talk just a little bit about how we use scripture. Okay, so together, um, we're, I'm gonna summarize for you something that happened in Matthew chapter four, and it's when Jesus was tempted. So Jesus lived 30 years on the earth, not preaching, not teaching, not discipling people. He lived 30 years on this earth in preparation. And at 30 years old, the Spirit of God called Jesus out into the wilderness uh, for a time of testing. And after that time, Jesus' three-year ministry began. Everything that Jesus accomplished on earth as far as miracles and, and different things that happened, uh, words that he spoke, disciples that he ordained, that all happened within three years. Um, but he went through 30 years of preparation first and it all accumulated with this fight in the wilderness. Jesus was called out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights by himself, no food, no water. And after that time, Satan appeared to Jesus and he uh, many of you are familiar with the text familiar with the story uh, he offered Jesus some different temptations in an attempt to sway Jesus from his course uh, which was to, to ultimately save the world um, so Jesus was tempted which by the way is why we know that Jesus can identify with us in any temptation or testing that we experience but during that time, Jesus did not interact with Satan at all, except to quote scripture to him. Jesus used scripture to fight temptation so that he could accomplish God's will for his life used toward us or from us misusing scripture. And so from this story, we find that Jesus used scripture and to use it, he needed to have two things. He needed to have scripture deep in his mind and he needed to have scripture deep in his heart. Jesus needed to have scripture deep in his mind and he needed to have it deep in his heart. To have it deep in his mind, he had to have it memorized. Jesus was a Jewish man. According to the custom at that time, he would have memorized uh, what we now call the Old Testament, the law of Moses. He would have memorized uh, that. He would have memorized the passages and been very familiar with them. It would have been deep in his mind. So he knew it. But this story tells us that that's only the first part because Satan knew it too. In order to use scripture appropriately, Jesus also needed to have it deep in his heart. He needed to understand it. He needed to know what it meant, to understand the spirit of it, to have the Holy Spirit of God working in him to know how to apply that scripture. Hey, is there a time in your life that scripture has been used that, that it's, it's rebuked you or taught you or corrected you or trained you, let me know. I wanna know how that's gone for you and your testimony is valuable to the body of Christ. So, so tell, tell us in the comments, and again, I'm actually having trouble getting them to load here, but I, I want to know, I want to understand uh, you a little bit better as we study this together. So we're moving on. We've only got a few more minutes uh, left this week, um, but I, I wanna talk a little bit about why we have the Bible and why it's so important. See, a lot of times we rely on church to carry us through the week. 
we rely on what we've heard in church. We, we rely on the content of the church, the church leadership to carry us through the week and to feed us throughout our days. Uh, now, more than ever, we can kind of see that content is available to us, right? We've got our, our Sunday morning gathering, our Wednesday afternoon Bible study. There's a verse of the day that goes out every day. Pastor Brian goes live on Wednesday nights. Your, your campus leaders are going live at different times on their Facebook pages. There, there's a mental health moment and a youth challenge and a kids and family challenge. There's content available. And we should be using that content because it's being produced for our church family for such a time as this. But that shouldn't be the only time that we are personally interacting with scripture. It's good to have those messages. It's good to have those mentors. It's good to have Pastor Troy interpreting scripture and bringing scripture before us into our lives. We are blessed to have a lead pastor that studies the word of God, that knows the word of God, that is continually diving deeper into the word of God. That's good leadership. That's someone that we can trust and we can follow. So, so when you're talking about Bible teachers, it's incredibly important to consider the source. Consider the source of who's interpreting scripture for you. You can trust Pastor Troy's teachings, not only because he knows the word, but because he's internalized it and you can see the fruit of it in his life. That fruit is good. I believe that about all the leadership team of New Life Church. Your, your, you know, your children are following teachers who are um, uh, giving examples of the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. So you need to consider the source. When you're choosing someone to listen to, whether it's a friend who has an interest in the Bible, uh, whether it's a, a leader of some kind, whether it's a podcast or a book that you're reading, don't consider the popularity of the text. You see, we need to consider uh, the source before we consider the content. We need to consider the source before we consider the content. But the most important thing is that we be depending on the Holy Spirit to interpret scripture for us. We should be reading it every single day. And that's what this is all about. That's what this study is all about, is I wanna make sure that we are well-equipped to be able to use scripture, to understand it, to navigate it, to even know what to do with this giant leather-bound book or this vast expansive app on our phone uh, to know what to do with it and how to use it so that we can really apply it to our lives. Did you know that 14%, this is a very recent study, 14% of Americans read or use the Bible daily? 14% of Americans, and that's actually higher than I would have guessed. But here's the sad statistic, 32% of Americans have never read the Bible at all. So a lot of us fall somewhere in the middle. Even those of us that claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, we often get caught in a trap of only reading the Bible on Sundays or considering our Bible read because we liked a scripture on Facebook as we were scrolling through all the filth on that. 
see, we want to be very careful to make sure that the thing that is informing us most in the world is not the news, is not gossip, is not other people, it is not books, it's not even uh, podcasts about the Bible, but is the Bible itself because it's alive and it's active and it applies to our lives today. So if it's something that we're going to use every single day, then it's something that we're going to need to understand and be familiar with. Because there, there's no situation where you could just open the Bible and get to the wrong page or the wrong passage. It's all useful. But the more we understand it, the more the Holy Spirit can work in us to apply it. So a, a couple little um little facts that I want you to know. You can kind of quiz yourself right now. How does that sound? You don't have to put it in the comments um, unless you really, really want to. You want everybody to know you know the answers, but just see how many of these you know. Uh, how many books are in the entire Bible? How many books are in the Bible? Do, 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 do. 66. There are 66 books in the Bible. It's divided into two parts. What are the two parts that it's divided into? What are the two parts that it's divided into? Oh, it's the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament and the New Testament. How many books are in the Old Testament? 39. There are 39 books in the Old Testament. Now quick, how many books are in the New Testament? Yeah, you didn't know there'd be math questions today, did you? There's 27 books in the New Testament. Uh, what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament? Well, I, it's very basic. The Old Testament uh, chronicles the beginning of the world all the way up to just before Jesus arrived. And the New Testament talks about when Jesus arrived and it goes all the way to uh, prophecy about the end of the world. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff we could talk about, but that's the basic difference between the Old and New Testament. How about this? Uh, who wrote the Bible? Who wrote the Bible? Ah, the truth is there are about 40 main contributors, but ultimately the Holy Spirit inspired the Word of God. That's what we believe. When we read 2 Timothy 3.16, it says all scripture is God-breathed. So no matter who put pen to paper, ultimately the Holy Spirit of God, God himself inspired the scripture that we read today. And that's why it is inerrant. That means it's, it doesn't err, it doesn't fail, it's, it's all true. And that is why it is alive and active because it was breathed by the Holy Spirit of God. So how do we read the Bible? I, I wonder if, any, if anyone out there, if any of my brothers and sisters that are joining me today have read the Bible from cover to cover, have read it from Genesis to Revelation, page one to the very end. Um, and that can be a really fulfilling experience, especially if there are parts of scripture that you've never read before, never had an opportunity to study before. Um, I did that uh, in high school a few times as a, a youth challenge throughout one year. Uh, my husband and I are actually in the process of a three-year reading plan so that we can really take our time. Uh, we're studying it together, cover to cover, um, so that we can take our time one passage at a time and, and really understand it. But sometimes, actually a lot of times, the people that I talked to wanted to read the Bible cover to cover because they thought they should. And then they always made it to, uh, you guessed it, numbers. 
Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. That's four books in to a 66-book Bible, and then they tapered off because they just couldn't handle numbers. They didn't understand what it had to do with them. Um, and so uh, they abandoned the entire thing because they were having trouble with that one part, and that's very normal. I understand. It's because we don't understand what part of the Bible we're reading and how it could apply. Is this for teaching? Is it for rebuking? Is it for correcting? Is it for training? Why am I reading all these numbers? And so some other ways uh, that are common to read the Bible would be following like a daily devotional. Uh, if you're using the YouVersion app, you have the opportunity to use what it's called plans. Um, and it gives you like a teaching from a teacher. And remember, we're considering the source. So we're really being serious about looking to see who authored it um, and whether or not that is a source that we trust and we want speaking into our lives. But they give a small teaching and then some scripture. Sometimes it's a little, sometimes it's a lot. A lot of times it's topical. So you could read one on uh, study on love or, or selfishness or sin or pride or marriage or uh, different types of things. And it's a devotional plan. It's also very common to use a devotional book, um, a book that gives you a certain passage to read that day. And then the author's take on that passage. And those are those are really, really good. Another way that we go through scripture is through a Bible study like this or following along with Pastor Troy as he does his messages on Sunday morning. Those are all ways that we interact with scripture um, and they're all helpful because again, you couldn't open the Bible and get to a wrong page. It's all God breathed, but we're using scripture, not just viewing scripture. And so we need to do the same thing Jesus did, which is to use scripture. We need to have it deep in our mind and we need to have it deep in our heart. We need to have it deep in our mind and we need to have it deep in our heart. Those are the two greatest Bible hacks you will ever use. In the next few weeks, we're gonna get down into some really um, practical, really practical stuff. The thing I love about hacks is everybody has something to, uh, to contribute. Everybody has some trick that they've learned that's really helped them to navigate the Bible. Just like uh, even the most novice cook probably has a little um, you know, tool in their tool bag that would be helpful to anybody if they just knew it. Okay, so that's what we're gonna get into in the next few weeks. But first, we need to make a commitment to even use this tool. And so if you've got your paper and your pen out or you've got your device out, I just want you to make a couple of notes real quick because you have homework. We have homework. Together, we're gonna do our homework. So on that paper, I just want you to write the word mind. Remember, the first hack is that we're getting scripture deep into our mind. And for your mind uh, assignment this week, I'd like you to choose one scripture that you're going to memorize, one that you're going to meditate on, one that you're going to get deep into your mind. Now, some people are like, Psh, I memorize scripture all day long. And some are like, I'm out click off. I need to find something else. Uh, you know, we all learn differently, but the truth is we all need to have scripture deep in our minds. So pick a scripture, one, uh, maybe one that somebody, um, 
dropped in the comments that you want to check out. I saw that Pastor Troy put Philippians 4.13. That's been his life verse for at least my entire life. Um, that might be one that you want to check out or, or you can look on a topical Bible online and find one that's in line with maybe something you're working through right now. Or, or I have some suggestions for you. 2 Timothy 3.16 would probably be a great one. John 1.1, 1, 1, Matthew 4.4. 4. Those are all great scriptures to just decide, you know what, I am just going to read this scripture all the time this week. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to make it the background on my phone. So every time I open my phone, I see it. I'm going to put it up on my mirror and I'm going to put it on my, uh, you know, the, the dash of my car so that every time I'm at a red light, I'm just reading that scripture. And I'm just going to meditate on that one scripture this week so we can get it deep in our mind. And then the other word I want you to write down is heart. Because remember, it's not just about getting it deep in our mind. Satan can do that too. It's about getting it deep in our heart, like Jesus. So for your heart goal this week, I want you to decide what you're going to read. As a Christ follower, and hear this definitive statement from me. You can argue this with me if you want. I, I don't think anyone here will, but this is a, a hard and fast and true statement that I want you to hear. As a Christ follower, you cannot be effective if you are not reading and interacting with your Bible every single day. As a Christ follower, you cannot be effective unless you are reading and interacting with your Bible every single day. So make a plan. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Your heart goal this week is to determine what you'll read and then decide to do it. You can go to the YouVersion app and choose a Bible reading plan for the week. Uh, you can uh, ask me, I'd be happy to recommend a passage. You can choose perhaps a proverb a day or a psalm a day. You can choose a passage that you enjoy. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, psalm, uh, psalm 23 is very popular and choose a verse a day that you're going to go over. But what is your plan? And for seven days between starting today and between our next study that we come come together for, I want you to decide what you're going to read and I want you to commit to reading it. Now, if you've been walking with Jesus for a long time and he's been working on you, you might be doing both of these things, regularly meditating and, and memorizing scripture and reading every single day. My question for you would be this, and for me, what can we do to step up our game? What is the Holy Spirit calling us to do to, to go a little bit deeper? Is it an additional study? Is it a study with a friend? Uh, is it a different time of day? I do it every single morning, but now I'm going to add my lunch break or I'm going to add right before I go to bed so that I'm, I'm falling asleep with scripture on my mind instead of anything else that I internalized that day. How can we step up our game? Because there's always more scripture to be had. There's always more of the Spirit's leading and working to be done in our hearts and our lives. So that this week, I guarantee you, if you do that, you will see a change, a shift, a, a working in your life this week. If we all come together with our mind goal and our heart goal. Thank you for spending this time with me and I hope you'll come back next week so that we can continue to study some Bible hacks and we can get really down and into what is it that's going to help me really internalize this? How do I interact with the Word of God? 
I love you, church. I'm so grateful that we have the gift of technology and, and hardworking people that make this happen so that we can get together this way. Hey, New Life, I'm Brian. I am the online campus pastor here at the New Life Church Network. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today for this midweek live stream. Hopefully you got something great out of it. I want to remind you about a couple things about our church network. One, if you haven't uh, liked or followed us on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, make sure you do that right now. You just go to New Life Church Network. Uh, We're also on Instagram as well. We want to make sure that you stay up to date on on everything that's going on here at the New Life Church Network. We try to use social media as much as possible to let you guys know about all the stuff that's going on. One of the things we do every single day is nightly prayer with our church network. And at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, every single night on Facebook, we go live. Uh, one of our staff members goes live and we pray over the needs and over the praise reports and everything going on for our church network and across the globe. And so join us every single night on Facebook New Life Church Network on Facebook at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, if you have a prayer request, you can submit those anytime at our website, newlifeca.church slash prayer. Submit them there, or you can always submit them in the comment section of any video we post. We'll make sure to add that to our prayer list, and we pray over that at our nightly prayer time. Also, if you call New Life Church your home church and you want to give towards the ministries here at New Life, you can do that at our website. That's newlifeca.church slash give. Or you can text your campus name like online, Lathrop, Modesto, whatever it is to 209-647-3878. And you can follow the step-by-step prompts on your phone there to give uh, an offering or a tithe to to the church. We want to thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to bless you with one scripture before we go. And that's Matthew 6, 33. And it says this, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So if you find yourself in a place of need, do those two things. Put his kingdom above everything else, no excuses. And then secondly, live righteously, and he has promised new life to take care of every single one of your needs. All right, God bless you. I'll see you guys again soon.